Well, hello, boys and ghouls. Welcome to our most spooktacular October edition of the Retro Gamer U podcast with me, your frightful host, Kerr9000. Hopefully we'll have some thrills, some chills, some retro ills. And now it's time to drop that voice and get on with the show. Since the last podcast, the Queen has stopped being alive. We've had basically enforced mourning. Prince Andrew's walked around with every piece of metal badge and metal he owns pinned to his lapel, well, apart from his Jim will fix it badge. And lots of people have the rather scary challenge of heating their home in a collapsing market while knowing energy bosses wank off into big piles of cash to look forward to. With that said, let's segue away from the real world horror and to the world of video game horror. So sit back, relax, and let me set the scene for you. So it's October and we're moving into the spooky season. The days are getting shorter, the nights are getting longer, and people are listening to the bumps in the night. And no, I don't mean the sounds of your mum up against the wardrobe door. Now, when people think horror and video games, instantly you're going to go straight probably to Resident Evil or Silent Hill. And yes, I could make an entire giant conversation about Silent Hill. Equally the same with Resident Evil. Perhaps I could even go further with Resident Evil, as I have more memories of that series. I could talk about how, in my opinion, Resident Evil, the original at least, doesn't so much lend from the zombie movies of somebody like George Romero, and more lends from B-movie fear. Let's face it, with all of the speeches being sort of broken in, don't go in there, oh my god, they're eating her. They do more come from the B-movie line of horror cinema. But no, I want to go a lot further back than that. And thinking about it, really, the earliest basic attempt at a horror video game that I can think of, and this is thinking as loosely as possible, would date back to 1972, when a haunted house overlay was included with what is most commonly considered to be the first true video game console, the Magnavox Odyssey. Maybe not the scariest thing there. If you want to go for something which actually got people's hearts racing with fear, then some people would claim that Taito's classic arcade video game Space Invaders in 1978 would be the first proper horror game. Sure, it's aliens and not zombies or ghouls, but it does involve a survival scenario where an alien invasion slowly descends and increasingly destroys the landscape around it, while menacing sound effects gradually speed up The sound effects are meant to portray the beating of a human heart, which speeds up to match the peril on screen, and to try and install a sense of panic in players. And this is a technique which has often been used in the world of both literary and cinema horror. Whether it be the words of an author like Stephen King, slowly building up a sense of atmosphere and adding layer after layer, or whether it's a film like, for example, Zombie Flesh Eaters, where the woman's face is dragged slowly towards a wooden shard in a door by a zombie's arm, getting closer and closer to her eyeball until the inevitable happens. But, you know, Space Invaders creates that sort of tension. And in that way, I believe you could describe it as a horror game. Where do we go from here, though? 
Well, there was Nostromo on the PC-6001, which was inspired by the film Alien. And there was things like Haunted House on the Atari 2600. Again, you were relying on the game manual and other materials to sort of bump up what was there. 3D Monster Maze on the Sinclair ZX81 kind of tried to give you that suspense of something chasing you, but really didn't have the power needed to do so. Now, I'm obviously not going to talk about every early horror game, but one that I do feel needs to be mentioned is CRL's Dracula. This game basically is a three-part text adventure game based off the Dracula novel. But what makes it really interesting is that CRL voluntarily submitted the game to the BBFC, the British Board of Film Classification, with the intent of getting it an 18 rating. They wanted to market this towards adults. But they didn't quite make the 18. They managed, however, to get a 15 certificate. Which I think makes this the first certificated horror video game. The author followed this up with both a Frankenstein and Wolfman game, so sticking firmly to the classic Universal monsters. If you want something a little bit uh, more tongue-in-cheek, CRL also released an adaption of Richard O'Brien's musical horror comedy, The Rocky Horror Picture Show. Now, something interesting is that this game actually gave you the choice of whether you wanted to be Brad or Janet. So, contained a gender choice in the game. The basic idea of the game is that you're then trying to release your partner from the spell of Frankenfurter's Demedusa machine. Probably what this is most remembered for, at least to me, is that the game started up with a digitised rendition of the Time Warp. I don't remember ever completing this game, but it's a weird game that really needs looking at. Okay, so to end this piece on classic horror games, there's one last game I would like to talk about. A Spectrum game called Soft and Cuddly by a company called The Powerhouse. The game was released on a budget label and it was heavily promoted, even involving soft and cuddly sick bags, which yes, for those who are into the world of horror, horror films were sold with this very idea that you'd need a sick bag or that you'd faint. So this is kind of a cool side note. Soft and Cuddly is a horror arcade adventure and the player assumes the role of a man armed with a laser gun and a jetpack whose mother, the android queen, has been torn to pieces. The player's task is to locate the scattered body parts and sew her back together. Now, I had to mention this game because not only does it have an amazing cover with what looks like some form of Lovecraftian ghoul sitting on top of a pile of heads, it also is the first game that I can remember there being a real sort of controversy over. Some people genuinely felt that this game was sick. In fact, when the creator was interviewed by the Sinclair User magazine, in their October 1987 issue, the programmer was asked, Whatever possessed you to write a game like Soft and Cuddly? To which he answered that he didn't write the game because he's a horrible person, he wrote it to amuse himself. 
and that he loves to see the reaction people give it. The thing is though, apparently the version that came out was toned down. The original version was, if rumours are true, even more gruesome with babies being torn apart, sheep bouncing up and down on corpses. Apparently, you know, it was incredibly sick. The game only really got average review scores, so it's not something to go chasing after to play a cutting-edge, amazing piece of retro history. But it is retro history for its place as something that people would have seen as completely sick, much like the 80s video nasties films. But by today's standards, it's a lot of overlapping hideous to the eyes, clashed palletted nonsense which amounts to little more than childish doodles of a headless corpse. But when people try to tell you that, you know, Silent Hill or Resident Evil were the first horror games, or that Night Trap and Mortal Kombat were the first time people found a game disgusting, nah, this all started a long, long time ago. Someone has always wanted to push the gore just that little bit further while somebody else has been running around in circles screaming won't somebody think of the children. As much as things change, ultimately they stay the same. Okay, so I thought it'd be fitting for the second topic of this podcast to talk about Black Mirror Bandersnatch. It's a 2018 interactive film in the science fiction anthology series Black Mirror. It was written by Charlie Brooker and directed by David Slade, and it premiered on Netflix on the 28th of December 2018. Now, the thing that makes this interesting, for this podcast in particular, is that the main character is a young programmer called Stephen Butler who's basically adapting a fantasy game book into a video game in 1984. So, very home microcomputer based. A lot of us all know that a lot of games back in this time were made by coders who started out in their bedrooms. And if it wasn't somebody in their bedroom, it was a small team in a small office, very different to nowadays. In some ways, it's a bit like one of those old full-motion video games, but full-screen, high-quality, instead of some naff little fuzzy box in the centre of the screen. But essentially, you watch the story, and you make decisions now and then. Decisions which will take the story off in various directions. It's very much like a TV... FMV version of a Choose Your Own Adventure book. The average viewing time is 90 minutes, but the quickest path is about 40 minutes, and there are something like 150 minutes of unique footage divided into 250 segments, which offers a surprising 1 trillion possible paths the viewer can take. I would suggest this film slash experience to anyone who is a lover of both video games and horror. Yes, it's more of a film with a few choices thrown in, although you can be quite tempted to go back and select different ones to see how everything plays out. I don't want to spoil the plot, I don't want to go into it too much, 
but obviously being based around a young individual writing a video game in the 80s, it's very much set in a world which some of us will have lived through or, you know, in some way been exposed to. So I think it's perfect not only for this Halloween season, but for members of this forum and other people who might come across this podcast. If you've listened to me harp on about Spectrum games and early arcade machines and you have an interest for this side of things, then I think this very much will appeal to you. Both myself and my missus got a lot of fun from this. And it's just something a little bit different and, you know, perfect for this time of year. If you want more horror, then you can look at my YouTube channel, Kerr9000, where there's plenty of horror reviews, and I've also been doing a set at the moment of short reviews which are about just under 60 seconds i'm trying to do one a day for this entire month so why not go and support me there i'd also like to give a quick shout out to some of the other awesome youtube creators who you can find on the retro gamer unofficial forum this includes 81632bit who produces some awesome reviews merman1974 Again, he covers a lot of retro subjects. USR1 Retro and Peds Reviews, who's done all kinds of reviews, including very cool short form factor reviews, which are great for when you just want something that you can quickly watch. I'm sure there's some people I've forgotten, but that's even more reason to get on the Retro Gamer unofficial forum, join in the chat, and see what awesome links you can find to other stuff once again thank you very much for joining me and i hope you have a great rest of your day keep on gaming and most importantly take care of yourselves laters taters